Welcome. This is Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have a conversation with Rebecca Naylor. Rebecca is a certified practitioner of Cambo medicine. When Tiana first told me that Rebecca was going to be on the podcast, I'd completely forgotten what Cambo even is. But after I went to Rebecca's website and began to read about Cambo, I remembered that I had first learned about it several years ago from a book. And at that time, I thought that it sounded like something so unique and unusual that I'd probably never have the opportunity to come in contact with it in my life, or even know somebody that had taken it. Thankfully, I was wrong. I'll let you listen to Rebecca's explanation of what Cambo is because, like Tiana says, Rebecca is an amazing ambassador for Cambo. She does an excellent job of describing the incredible benefits and transformative effects Cambo has on people. In fact, after talking to Rebecca, Tiana and I were so impressed with her that we went to her website and scheduled a session for ourselves. We'll be sure to share that experience in a future episode for those of you that are interested. In addition to being a certified practitioner of Cambo medicine with the IAKP, International Association of Cambo Practitioners, Rebecca also provides the following services. Guided sacred medicine ceremonies, shamanic journeys, quantum energy healing, space healing and sacred design, and spiritual life coaching. She has a holistic healing practice based in Austin, Texas, through which she offers private and group healing sessions, spiritual healing retreats, classes, and events. Now, let's go to the conversation with Rebecca Naylor, Tiana Roser, and myself, Tim Howe. wondering if it's becoming more popularized, but I'm guessing a lot of people have never heard of it. So that's a good place to start as far as what is this? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And it is, like you said, it's starting to become more popular and more people are starting to hear about it. But Cambo, for people that haven't heard of it, it's an ancient ancestral medicine that comes from the Amazon rainforest. And it's been used by indigenous tribes there for for thousands of years. And this is one of their master healer medicines. It's an animal spirit medicine. It comes from the secretions of a specific frog called the Phylomedusa bicolor. And it's an arboreal frog that lives high in the treetops of the Amazon. It's got a really beautiful green waxy skin and they're actually quite large. But this medicine, the tribes have used it for eons for many different things. One of the beautiful ways that they use this medicine is for hunting magic. And so before the men go into the jungle for a big hunt, the whole tribe will gather around um, the evening before and they'll all take cambo together. And this is a great bonding for the tribes. um, And it's a way for the tribe, for the tribes people to all come together and take the sacred medicine. And then the men 
that are the hunters, they go out the next day and Cambo actually gives them almost this like supernatural, superhuman strength where they're able to be better hunters. And so it increases their, their cognitive performance. All of their reflexes are sharpened and heightened. Their agility becomes increased. Your strength is really amplified. And so there's a lot of peak performance benefits with Cambo. But they also take it as a healing medicine. They call it vaccina de floresta or the vaccine of the forest, the vaccine of the jungle. And so this is their main medicine for when people are really sick. So if people have malaria or a snake bite or they're seriously ill, they will give the children, the women and the men campo to help them. Um, and it really boosts the immune system. There's lots of medicinal benefits about of uh, that Cambo has as well, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But then another way that the tribes use this medicine is they use it as an energy healing medicine. And so when someone has what they call, they have this word for, for dark or stuck energy that someone may have, like when they're having a series of bad luck or depression or the blues or things just can't seem to go right in their life. They call this penema and they see it as like a dark cloud of energy. This can also be seen sometimes as a dark cloud around one's auric field. And so Cambo actually, it cleanses someone of denser energies, removing this penema a really beautiful energy medicine as well. In the West, of course, our lives are very different and we, <laughs> we, we don't go out into the jungle for big hunts. We don't have malaria or snake bites too often, but we do have lots of other psychosomatic illnesses and even psychospiritual illnesses just from the world that we live in. And so Kembo has really become an incredible ally for people on a healing journey with anything from depression, anxiety, addiction, to really complicated illnesses like autoimmune illnesses, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, um, among many other things, even cancers and complicated viruses. So it's, it's an incredible medicine with a lot of healing potential. And we're really in the pioneer days of where we're really starting to learn about it here in the West. Yeah, it's a, it's a privilege and an honor to, to talk about it with your audience and your listeners today. How long has it been used outside of the Amazon or in the West? Yeah, so really, the person that is said to have discovered Cambo in the West is Peter Gorman, and he was a journalist. He was studying the Matsis tribe in the upper Peruvian Amazon rainforest. And so in about the mid-1980s, around 1985, 1986, Peter Gorman started working with the Matsis and um, was taking uni, their version of ayahuasca, and also Cambo, and he started talking about this medicine with researchers and scientists here in the West. And so it actually landed in the hands of some researchers and scientists at some pretty big universities. That's really when the pharmacological studies of the peptides in Cambo started. And it's been the subject of over three decades now of pharmaceutical research on the peptides in Cambo. And the peptides in Cambo have incredible medicinal benefits. And what we've learned about peptides is, you know, peptides are responsible for all of the biochemical responses and reactions in our body. And so they play an important role in the optimization of our health and also just how, how our bodies perform. Yeah, I was surprised to see that someone was actually practicing 
giving cambo i mean i've heard it the first time i ever heard of it was because i went through a psychedelic phase where i like learned everything i could about psychedelics and i have all these books in fact one of those shelves back there is dedicated completely to psychedelics and yeah i've heard of peter gorman he's he's mentioned in a lot of books cambo can be from what i understand a pretty intense experience so when you mentioned that the hunters would take it the night before they went on a hunt I would imagine they had some kind of tolerance at that point because isn't there some kind of, you know, like a down period after you do take it? Yes, absolutely. You would be 100% correct about that. So the tribes that have worked with this medicine, you know, this is a medicine that they start using from the time that children are, are really old enough to take it. And so it becomes a part of their way of life. For people in the West, we don't have as great of a tolerance to it. And really, no one under the age of 18 here in the West should receive CAMBO because they are not legally capable of making their own decisions. For people that really start working with this medicine, there can be a recovery time afterwards. And it is it can be a very intense experience. It can also be you know, a really beautiful heart-opening experience. Like you said, in psychedelic circles, a lot more people are aware of CAMBO, uh, but CAMBO is not a psychedelic substance itself, and it's not psychoactive, and that's why it's completely legal and unscheduled in the United States and really everywhere in the world. Um, the only place where you really can't openly talk about sharing CAMBO with people, ironically enough, is Brazil. And that is because the Caboclo Indians um, that are indigenous to the Brazilian acre Amazon rainforest there, they have some sort of patent uh, issues around CAMBO where they say that they um, they were the ones to have discovered CAMBO. But really, it's very difficult to trace back which tribe may have discovered CAMBO because there are many indigenous tribes in the Amazon rainforest that have worked with this animal spirit medicine as an ally. Yeah, it was really interesting to read that you can't raise these frogs in captivity and have them release the cambo it only they have to stay in their natural environment yeah yeah i'm so uh, glad that you brought that into the conversation tiana because these frogs are highly intelligent you know they're sacred beings they're sacred frogs and the tribes particularly the matthews tribe they say that the spirit of this medicine can ward off or protect you from predatory energies the cambo frog itself has no known predators in the amazon rainforest outside of maybe humans that are trying to take them and um, put them in captivity in order to harvest their medicines. And so one of the beautiful things about Mother Nature and the intelligence of this medicine is that it has an inherent protective system. And so if it's taken out of its wild habitat and put into captivity, these frogs will not produce the secretions. It's also known that if you harm these frogs while you're extracting medicine from them, that the the medicine is really no good. The fear of that animal goes into the medicine. And so um, something I really like to, to share, especially with the people that sit with me to receive this medicine is where my medicine comes from, because it's really important to know where your medicine comes from. And um, all of the medicine that I use is sourced from the International Association of Cambo Practitioners, and they do a really great job at um, providing ethically and sustainably sourced medicines that really support the tribes economically. And so we have a beautiful relationship with the tribes so that they can continue to protect these ancient traditions, protect their jungle, 
be viable economically to be able to protect themselves from the government and corporations interfering, um, and also to protect the frogs and to protect humans from receiving potentially medicine that uh, has been harvested in a way that's not ethical. So how did you come across Cambo and how did you discover that and what was your life like before you discovered it? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, my life was completely different. This was never on my radar to become a Cambo practitioner. I like to say that the frog hijacked my life in the best way possible. I was on a completely different path. I um, was a corporate interior designer I really loved what I was doing. And um, I had a really beautiful um, opportunity to work with people and with companies um, where I was able to practice sustainable and conscious design. One of the things that really drew me to design originally when I was growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be a designer was the way that design impacts people's uh, energy. And so energy was always something that I was interested in and how something made you feel. And when you were in a space, what sort of emotions did it evoke? Well, so yeah, throughout my career, I, I worked really hard and I was able to rise up into a leadership level. And once I was in that position, I did really enjoy what I was doing, but I was really working a lot and I really stopped paying attention to my body. And I ended up having a series of what I now call shamanic initiations, where, you know, sometimes when you're not listening to the universe, it either gives you the sledgehammer or it gives you the feather. And so I received the sledgehammer in some ways to really help me get back on my track. And so what ultimately ended up happening was I had a, a spiritual reawakening and um, it followed the sudden death of my mother in 2016. And after this huge life event, I, I really knew that I needed to, to start working on my, on my health. I had a lot of health issues that I didn't know at the time, um, but I had a lot of brain fog. I had a lot of chronic fatigue. I had gastrointestinal issues and even issues with my mood. Uh, my mood would fluctuate quite a bit and I wasn't sleeping well. And so I started working with ayahuasca and ayahuasca gave me this complete life review and this really beautiful healing experience. And um, shortly after that, I decided that I really wanted to start taking care of my health and find out what was going on with my health. And so that is what led me to Cambo. I ended up getting all of these tests done to discover that I had autoimmune conditions, a thyroid disease, uh, adrenal fatigue, candida overgrowth, and also Epstein-Barr virus. And all of these things were causing a lot of issues in my life. And so once I started looking down the path of alternative healing modalities, and I was also working with a functional medicine doctor at the time, I came across Cambo and it kind of checked all the boxes for all of the all of the things that I really wanted to heal in my body naturally and not have to be dependent on pharmaceutical medications that had a lot of side effects. And so I had made plans to go down to the jungle and work with Cambo. And, and then within like about a week of finding out about Cambo, the universe, you know, sends these really beautiful <laughs> things into your life. I got an email from a friend that said that a, that a shaman from Brazil was going to be traveling through town with Cambo. 
And this was many years ago before there were, you know, Campbell practitioners in the area that I could sit with. And so I sat with her and I really had a such a beautiful introduction to this medicine. My first experience with it was actually quite blissful and very euphoric. And I felt the most alive that I had ever felt in my body. It really helped me reconnect with my body after I had, you know, not been taking care of it and not been uh, paying attention to it. After my first Cambo treatment, I experienced all of this clarity. And it's like, you don't really know how bad you feel until you feel good for a moment. And once I got a glimpse of that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I really, you know, I really feel called to continue working with this medicine as a healing ally. And so it was shortly after that, that I decided to go down to Peru and continue my work with this medicine. And ever since then, you know, I've definitely have had some really challenging campo ceremonies, but those are the ones that have really produced the gems of healing that I really needed. It brought all of the emotional blockages and the emotional trauma that was the root cause of all of my illnesses up to the surface and allowed me to release it in the most beautiful and loving way. And that is really when my relationship with this medicine started to change. And I knew that I wanted to be a carrier of it. To get back to how I ended up becoming a practitioner after working with this medicine for um, a number of years for my own healing journey, just seeing how it was dramatically shifting every aspect of my life. Because when you change everything on the inside, everything on the outside changes, right? And so my health was changing. My marriage was even changing. My relationship with my friends and my family were even changing. And it was just bringing all of this beauty. And so I really felt called to share this medicine with people in a loving and therapeutic container. I did training with the International Association of Cambo Practitioners and became a practitioner where I was serving medicine to people um, on weekends and evenings while I was still working my corporate job. And then eventually, I really started seeing all of the beautiful and incredible transformations that were happening in the lives of my clients and the, the lives of the people that I was sharing this medicine with. And uh, yeah, my energy just started to be more drawn to really holding these potent sacred containers for people and supporting their healing path, really for the conscious evolution of this planet. And so I eventually decided to leave my corporate design career. And so I've been doing this um, along with other um, energy healing work and spiritual coaching ever since. Wow, that's incredible. That's such a beautiful <laughs> story. Let's talk a little bit about the process for people who aren't sure, you know, how long does it last? What exactly happens during the Cambo ceremony? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when someone sits with me, I really take a lot of time to prepare them for this experience because I believe that the preparation and also the integration is just as important, if not more important than the actual experience itself. And so I will spend some time talking with a person that might be called to work with this medicine and we'll make sure that, you know, we'll take a look at their health history to make sure that it's safe for them to receive Cambo because it's actually not safe for everyone to receive Cambo. There are some people that have medical conditions or are, or are 
certain medications that can't receive this medicine. Um, and then we'll spend some time really preparing them for the experience. We'll talk about their intentions and we'll get very crystallized about what their intentions may be. And so when they arrive to sit with me, um, sometimes it's one person that's sitting with me for a private session. I also have a lot of couples that sit with me or friends, and this is really beautiful. I also do private group ceremonies. And then, of course, before COVID, I was hosting retreats and larger groups for healing. But the process itself is, um, it's actually a relatively short process. And so Cambo remains on your body for about 20 to 30 minutes. It's actually a pretty quick process. It's a ceremonial cleansing process as well. And so the spaces that I hold, there's a lot of care that goes into really creating a, a tight and loving and strong container for people to go as deep as they want to with their healing with this medicine. When someone sits with Cambo, um, we'll spend some time, again, focusing on their intention. Then also the process itself you receive cambo through the lymphatic system. And so the very top surface layer of the skin is blistered to reveal the lymphatic tissue and the lymphatic fluid below. The secretions from this frog are rehydrated and they're applied to the lymphatic tissue. The lymphatic system is an incredible, um, it's your body's natural purification, detoxification system. And so it makes it an incredible vehicle for the medicine in Cambo to travel very quickly through the body. And so this is a, this is a consciousness medicine and it's a spirit medicine and it's an animal spirit medicine. And for people that have ever worked with consciousness medicines, like plant medicines, they're familiar with connecting to an intelligence. Well, Cambo is no different, but it's an animal and we're animals. And so our consciousness connects with Cambo actually very quickly. And so within like 30 seconds to a minute, you'll feel the medicine scanning your body. And it's like this intelligence that's scanning your body. What the medicine is doing is it's really sensing on a metaphysical level where things are the most out of harmony in your body. Usually, I mean, typically every time I've worked with this medicine for myself or with other people, it's always going to go to the place where things are the most out of balance and do its deepest healing work there first. And so I should also mention that before the medicine is put on, with this being a purgative medicine, people would, will drink a large measured amount of water. The water is the, it's the vehicle that really helps someone release the toxins that Cambo is releasing through their purge. So Cambo, it's, it's a deep cleanse. Um, and it's not just a physical cleanse. It also, again, has metaphysical qualities. And so it's an energetic and a spiritual and an emotional cleanse as well. Once the medicine starts scanning the body, people will feel this, this heat, this tingling sensation as the medicine is coming on. And this can actually be quite euphoric at times. And then the heart rate will start to increase. The the vasodilator peptides in Cambo, they're actually constricting the blood vessels. And so this improves blood flow health and it really gets the heart going. And so it's great for heart health as well. And then people will typically feel the energy and maybe the intelligence of this medicine rising up into their brain and sometimes even sharing messages or downloads. And then 
people will start to feel really nauseous. <laughs> and the phylomedusin peptide in Cambo is actually causing contractions within the smooth muscle lining of the stomach. And so this is what helps people purge. And so with the water in your belly and with the peptides in the medicine, it's really creating this purgative effect for you. And so the purge can be experienced in, of course, purging the water and all of the toxins that are in your body that Cambo is releasing. So it goes into the liver, the gallbladder, the spleen, the pancreas, the kidneys, all of your major cleansing organs. And it's actually going in there and doing a very deep detoxification of environmental toxins, heavy metals, maybe pharmaceuticals or prescriptions, and all of the things that we absorb over time that are really difficult to release. When people start purging, sometimes they'll see a lot or they'll, they'll taste a lot of these nasty things that are coming out and it can taste quite bitter. But I always say it's better in the bucket than in your body because these things cause a lot of disruptions to our, to our health and well-being. The whole medicine experience itself, like I said, it's very short and it's an energy medicine and the energy really moves in waves. And so after your first purge, typically people will experience this deep sense of relief. Um, and then they may have another purge. And this time there may be a lot of emotion that comes up too. Cambo is called the great revealer medicine and that it reveals everything that's not a part of you. And really anything that vibrates lower than contentment is not a part of you. And so fear, anxiety, doubt, you know, all of these lower vibrational emotions can really come up to the surface during these experiences, which is a blessing and a gift from this medicine because it's bringing it up so that it can be released and transmuted. After people are through with their purging process, um, people might experience other forms of purge, like sweating and shaking and crying, also going to the bathroom. You know, this is all really beautiful. So many people need to release this pressure. I, I think of it like a pressure valve. There are very few opportunities that we have to really just release all of these denser emotions or energies that might be causing blocks in our life or disruptions in our life. And so... Um, I really, I'm reading that person's energy all throughout the experience, and I'm taking a lot of care to focus on um, every need that they may have during the experience. I'm also intuitively reading their energy, and so if I sense that there might be something stuck and they're needing some extra assistance, you know, I'll, I'll call in an, a prayer song, an ikoro, and that ikoro will help move the energy, or I might move help them move the energy with mapacho, sacred tobacco, or hape, which is a sacred shamanic snuff. Once everyone has been through their process, this is a really beautiful experience right after the medicine is taken off. Typically, right after the medicine is taken off, this incredible peace washes over people. And one of the peptides in Cambo, it's an analgesic, and it actually has an opioid in it that binds to our opioid receptors that's 40 times more powerful than morphine, but it doesn't have any of the addictive or cognitive impairment qualities of morphine or a prescription opiate. And so people will feel kind of this sense of like pain-free, peaceful, I call it the peaceful warrior because you're feeling strong and you're feeling peaceful and zen. And you've also just had this incredible neuropeptide wash from all of the neuropeptides in Cambo. And so all of your neural networks, you know, have a chance to, to create new ways of thinking and new neural pathways. And, and after that, um, I play some soft music. And then I usually have people, 
whenever they've rested, we'll come up and we'll have an integration discussion and we'll spend a lot of time really talking about how they can navigate the next several weeks of their life and really receive maximum benefits from their experience. You mentioned that it has energetic and metaphysical qualities. So do people in general, do they have like these insights or revelations kind of like they would on, on something else? Yeah, it's so interesting because Cambo expands your consciousness, but it expands it in a completely different way. And so, like I said, it's not psychoactive and it's not a psychedelic, but it does create an altered state that you're in that's really difficult to describe without experiencing. But the best way that I can really describe it is that you feel really grounded and rooted in this body. For me, Cambo has been an incredible teacher of like feeling safe in this body and loving my body and feeling strong and sovereign in this body. But a lot of people during these experiences, even though it's not psychoactive, you know, this is a earth wisdom medicine and the earth has a way of communicating to people during these experiences. So sometimes people receive downloads. This also brings the subconscious up to the surface for people to witness. And so people get to see the inner workings of their own subconscious programming. And so it also really helps people to reprogram or rewire their subconscious programming, which is such a beautiful gift. Um, And of course, you know, they're this is also a part of people's integration work too, right? Like if you meet the medicine halfway, it's going to meet you the other half of the way. During the actual experience, sometimes people have these more metaphysical, spiritual, energetic experiences that are a little ineffable, very similar to a psychedelic experience, but without the the visuals. So sometimes ancestors come in. From my work with Cambo, I have really found that It's a really powerful medicine for ancestral healing. So my ancestors come to me quite often when I'm working with this medicine. A lot of power animals also show up with this medicine. And, you know, not just the frog, but other really beautiful power animals that are that are guides and guardians of the people that sit with this medicine. And then, you know, some people come to work with this medicine and they have never had any sort of experience with psychedelics or spirit medicines, they're actually just coming to work with Cambo for the pure physical healing benefits of it. And the beautiful thing is that this medicine, it starts to really open people up to their multidimensionality. And so a lot of times when people sit with me, if they really just you know, they haven't even started, you know, they're on, they're at the beginning of their healing journey. Um, They don't have a whole lot of awareness of the spiritual world. Like the spirit of this medicine starts to open them up and these synchronicities and these experiences that they can't really explain start showing up in their life, even before they start working with this medicine, because this medicine starts working with you really the moment that you decide to sit with it. Right. And so it'll start, sending you these little universal winks. And so some people start seeing frogs everywhere. Some people just have these incredible spontaneous spiritual experiences that can't be explained. And so it's really beautiful to hear how this medicine is really a portal for a lot of people in starting their spiritual and awakening journey. 
Do you believe in reincarnation? And if so, do you think that maybe, you know, you were doing this type of shamanic work in other lifetimes? I find that a lot of times Western people who do shamanic work have remembered other past lives where they were indigenous and doing this type of work. Yes, that's such a great question, Tiana. Um, Yes, I actually have. I believe in reincarnation and I've had several past life, spontaneous and also um, guided past life regression experiences. One of them was where I was a medicine woman and living in the forest. And another one was actually where I was in ancient Atlantis. And I was a healer in Atlantis. And then another one, I was a, a Mayan woman. And uh, some of these experiences that I've had have actually led me to go to different sacred sites to send blessings and love and do grid work in these areas. It's so beautiful that you brought that into the conversation. I think a lot of people that are called to be on on a on a healing journey and then share healing through being a healer, um, they have past life experiences where this is something that they've done before and. Now we're living in a time where we're not persecuted and we can we can do it <laughs> safely. <laughs> and we're really coming back to a shamanic culture in this world too, which is really beautiful. Yeah, I, I do feel like we're living in a time where we've become so disconnected from the earth and from our bodies. And of course, that's from the feminine and why it's so important and why it's becoming so prevalent that more people are returning to different types of shamanic practices and plant medicines and all of these types of things to bring us back to finding that wholeness and that balance. Absolutely. Yeah. So in this lifetime, how did you learn about all those shamanic rituals and all that? You know, you mentioned you went to Peru. So did you learn all that there, you know, or did you take multiple trips around different places or how did that go? Yeah, it's really all been quite divinely guided. And I feel incredibly blessed because the, you know, once you kind of open yourself up to accepting this path, all of the right people start showing up, right? And so my journey was no different. Really, I think, yes, going to Peru was was an incredible teaching experience for me getting to be with with medicine keepers and medicine carriers in Peru and learn the indigenous ways of of sharing these medicines and also creating ceremonial containers that was definitely a part of my training i also studied under an incredible energy healer and shamanic practitioner here in Austin and i mentored with her for a little over 2 years and yeah, her being brought into my life is just total divine guidance. She's incredible. She's been on this path for over 40 years, and she's a master priestess in every possible way. And she has incredible knowledge and wisdom. And with so much care and thought, um, she really helped guide me into learning more about working with the energy world in a safe way. Because I will say that, you know, when you start working with these powerful energy medicines, it's really important to take really good care of your own energy so that you can be a clear and open vessel and also an instrument for, you know, the highest blessings of this of this, these medicines to move through. And you just kind of have to get yourself and your own ego out of the way. 
you know, my life completely changed. I completely changed my diet. I don't drink. I don't eat any meat. I'm vegan. I am very careful about anything that I watch or consume. I'm really careful about my energy and where I am, who I'm around. And, but then also, you know, working with people in these um, ceremonial containers where there's a lot of denser energy being released. You know, I've really had to learn sometimes the hard way um, how to protect my own energy and also how to transmute that energy. And so it's been a really beautiful lesson in learning how to how to alchemize really um, denser energy into the light. And I also see that as a part of my path with this medicine is, you know, helping to support the conscious evolution of the planet and helping to transform the density into the light. This takes great discipline. And, you know, every morning I wake up early and I'm, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm, I'm meditating and I'm grounding and I'm calling in, you know, the highest protection and the highest blessings um, for the people that I'm serving. And then at the end of the day, I'm doing my energetic hygiene rituals. And, you know, it's, and so there's, there's a lot of preparation for myself even before I serve people medicine. And then long after I serve people medicine in order for me to be able to continue to do this work, because there are a lot of healers that unfortunately experience burnout pretty quickly, just because if you don't take care of yourself, it's very easy to to burn out quite quickly. But I've also, you know, I've learned from from many other incredible teachers, including my teachers at the International Association of Cambo Practitioners, the IAKP, the people that I learned from, I mean, these are the top Western practitioners of Cambo. And the whole IAKP was created in order to, to really create a training program so that Westerners could safely share this medicine, so that we could protect this medicine and the safety of it. Because if this medicine is in the wrong hands of a person that's not trained to use it, it can be very dangerous. And then, of course, that puts the legality at risk for this medicine as well, when it starts, you know, if anyone were to harm someone. And so, working with someone that's been trained and that also sources ethically and sustainably sourced medicine is really important. So now that you have been, you know, you're doing all of these wonderful self-care practices and living a very clean and healthy lifestyle, do you continue to take the Cambo or is there like a point where you're like, I'm good, I'm clear, or is it important as a practitioner to continue taking it and, and you know, maintaining that relationship and that connection with it? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. So, you know, I see all of these medicines where they can be tools or they can be a crutch, right? <laughs> and so I'm always very mindful not to use this medicine as a crutch, but I do like to stay connected with the spirit and the essence of this medicine. And so for myself personally, you know, when I started working with Cambo, I was working with it quite frequently. And this is because I had some more persistent and chronic health issues that I was trying to get on the other side of. But once I was able to really bring my body and my endocrine system and my central nervous system and everything back into balance, then I started working with Cambo about every four to six weeks. And this is about how long the medicinal benefits of the peptides last in Cambo. And I can talk a little bit more about what those are. But for me, this is a really good regular maintenance schedule for me to take Cambo. And then, of course, if, you know, I'm going to work with a sacred medicine like ayahuasca, 
Cambo is an incredibly beautiful complementary medicine of ayahuasca. And so a lot of people will, will sit with Cambo before taking ayahuasca because Cambo cleanses you physically and emotionally, spiritually, and also energetically so that your body is really clean and primed so that ayahuasca doesn't have to do a whole lot of cleaning work and you can really just get right to the teachings with the medicine. You mentioned uh, the evolution of consciousness earlier in one of your answers. I'm just wondering, like, what are your thoughts about, and I ask this to everybody, but what are your thoughts about what's happening right now on the planet as far as like, you know, people becoming more and more aware of themselves and the universe. And, you know, I, I sometimes I see, you know, people like you who describe their life path where you were on this one journey and then, you know, kind of completely changed and you, you grew in a way. And I, I see that in a lot of people, you know, people come on our podcast and even myself and they describe a similar, you know, life path. And I, I see it now as like some kind of a, a metaphor for really what everyone is going through. And I'm just wondering, like, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. Really, I think I'll have to to reference the late and great Barbara Marks Hubbard. She's my spirit animal. I just, <laughs> I love her teachings. Um, for those that aren't familiar with her, she's called the the mother, really, of of the consciousness evolution movement. And she was a futurist, and she was also really the person that that catapulted this idea that we live in a universe that is always consciously evolving. And so the universe is moving towards more evolution and freedom and love and also um, in order um, through consciousness. And so we are living in a universe that is wanting to explore and understand itself, but it's evolving in this conscious way. I mean, I could get into a big conversation about this, but, you know, in the cycle of time that we're in, coming out of the Kali Yuga, for those um, that are familiar with the procession of the equinox and, you know, even the Mayan cosmology that we're, you know, coming out of a dark time and we're moving towards a lighter time. So we're coming out of a age of descension and moving into an age of ascension, where we're all moving towards more unity consciousness, really what that means is coming back to the remembrance that we are all divine and we are all part of a divine creator. And we're coming out of the amnesia of where we were separated from thinking that we are are separate from everything, that we're separate from each other and we're separate from our creator. What I see really as happening right now is 2020, we're like in the the birth canal of this rebirth that that the earth is going through right and so a birthing process can be it can be a crisis and it can be really uncomfortable and it can be messy and so you know this year it's really been a year of being pushed into something completely different from what we've ever experienced before and so that's why i say we're in the birth canal because it's tight it's it's scary at times and but on the other side you know i really hold this vision of optimism that that the light is really what is being birthed on the planet and we see this you know the the consciousness movement and spiritual awakening in people is going mainstream. Um, you know, there's mainstream musical artists and, you know, podcasts everywhere and, you know, even like y'all's and people more and more that are really waking up and they're really becoming more aware of their connection to all that is. So that's why, you know, I also 
talk a lot about how we're returning to this shamanic culture where we're moving out of the civilizations really birthed this idea that we were separate from the earth, that we didn't need to have our connection with the earth. And this was also, you know, part of our contract, our soul contract of humanity, right? We're really coming back to this age where people can tap into their inner shaman. And what I mean by that is knowing that we are connected with the earth, that we must live in an Aini or sacred reciprocity with the earth and give back just as much as we take. Because if we don't at the rate, you know, with 8 billion people on the planet, as we can all see, and as we all know that there are irreversible consequences. This is also, I think, you know, part of what is really helping to wake people up and the younger generations and even the older generations as well. We're all, it's all kind of undeniable at this point. And then I also, I mean, this is my own personal opinion. I believe that the photonic light that is being reflected from the great central sun is of a higher frequency. And we are in a, a place in, in the universe where our sun is this transmitter. <laughs> it's this receiver and it's this transmitter of this higher frequency photonic light that is really broadcasting information and codes. And these codes are changing the earth and these codes are changing our DNA. It's also changing our frequency and our energy. And so through this change, a lot of people that that may not even know that this is happening, this can manifest itself into a lot of fear, a lot of illnesses even, um, and stress, just because their bodies are going through these changes and they're seeing everything that's happening on the outside and, and they don't, they don't understand. That is, you know, again, why I, I think it's so important for those of us that do have this belief or hold this belief, as much as we can share our story of coming back to source and coming back to unification with the one and really coming back to the remembrance of our divinity, like these messages and these stories are what are really going to help others heal. We're all here to, to, to help heal our brothers and sisters in the planet. Kind of like how Baba Ram Das said, you know, we're all just here to walk each other home. I have to agree with you on almost every single point including what you said about the sun. And it's so interesting that you're saying that because it reminded me that, you know, I, I have you ever heard of the law of one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the law of one, good. You're one of the first people that actually said yes to that. <laughs> but um, so in the law of one, they describe how we are going through this transition right now from third density to fourth. And then um, they also say, you know, they ask these beings that are channeling this material, they say, you know, how is this triggered? How does this event come to be? And they answer that, yeah, the sun actually is a conscious entity and it does, it somehow signals the earth to go through this process. And that's kind of exactly what you were saying, you know, and I, I do feel that there is more than just, you know, the physical changes that we see happening right now. And that was an excellent analogy that you used of the birth canal, because it is, challenging and it is difficult right now but it's just because it's so different from what we were used to and i do see like yeah it's obvious like there are changes happening around the planet right with our behavior and with with our institutions and everything that are coming to light right now that have so many problems that we can definitely fix but it's more also on a deeper level i feel like an energy shift you know and i i don't know how else to describe that you know i've tried to to uh to verbalize it on several occasions and it's just no other way to say it you know i feel something 
and it's definitely like palpable to me at least and it feels you know like a like an energy change has hap- is happening yeah and i think that's part of what what is going on too is that it's not just me you know it's not just unique to me you know it's a lot of people are feeling this this shift happening absolutely yeah and i mean it's no coincidence that the sacred medicines are making their way out of the jungle right now too, right? The earth being a sentient being. You know, I think of that scene in Avatar where Awa, the spirit of the planet, for those that have seen the movie, where she mobilizes her army of animals and <laughs> and birds and and creatures to to fight off the um the earthling colonists. And, um, you know, I mean, our earth Gaia is no different, right? And so these medicines are having their way of, of finding um, a path out of the jungle. There are also these incredible medicines to help support people in their awakening and also what people call the ascension on their ascension path as well, where we're moving from a third density into a higher density, um, a, a fifth density. And one of the ways that Cambo really does this is it's a heart opener medicine. And so our hearts are our portals to our divine nature. It's what carries our spark of life. And when people do heart coherence meditations and you start getting more in touch with your heart, this is where you can travel to all of the dimensional realms. And it's also where you experience that unconditional love that this whole universe is founded upon. And so Cambo, what it really helps people do. And what I've experienced and also, you know, just witnessed in the people that have sat with me, as well as have heard, you know, from thousands of other people all around the world that have taken Cambo, is that Cambo, it it removes these blocks, these walls that we have either subconsciously or consciously built around our hearts that keep us from being able to feel self-love and like self-love, like in the most humble way, like where we feel empowered. We feel united with the one source. We know that we are a spark of, of our divine creator fractalized into a human avatar body. <laughs> and it also, it's a heart opener medicine and that when we feel this love for ourselves, then we pollinate more of this love into the world, which is also what is helping to support, you know, transmuting the pain of this world into peace. And the shamans and the tribes that work with this medicine in the jungle, they say that Cambo recalibrates your heartbeat to the heartbeat of the universe and the heartbeat of Mother Earth. This is a really beautiful gift from this medicine and why it's why it's coming at this time, because hearts are broken. You know, people are carrying a lot of sadness, a lot of fear, a lot of trauma. You know, this is from their own life experience, and then they're also carrying it in their in their DNA. And these medicines help to help to change our DNA and epigenetic codes that get turned on that cause disease and illness. It it helps to to bring the whole body back into a total state of healing so that when we're all empowered and we're all feeling strong and peaceful and our hearts are open, this is when our whole world starts to change, right? And so I just see this as as Mother Earth's divine plan all all coming to fruition. I just have to say that you're an amazing ambassador for Cambo. I can't imagine anyone listening to this and not wanting to go and try it after hearing you speak. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sister. Yeah. I mean, I really, this medicine has completely changed my life in the most beautiful way. And I really feel honored to, to be of service to it. 
Um, and that's really how I see it, right? Like I'm just a, an instrument for the medicine. And, um, and so I really, really hold the most integrity and love and care anytime I'm, I'm sharing anything about this medicine and, and hope that for those that are open to receiving the messages of it, that it really resonates with them in a really pure and humble way. I do think that what you bring is half of it, you know, holding that sacred container with this pure intention and integrity and being a pure instrument can make all the difference from, you know, experiences that I know of other people who had whatever type of plant medicine or sacred, you know, or shamanic practices. It's so important that the practitioner has that type of integrity and, and ethics. So I'm really happy that we were able to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Can you tell us your website and where people can find you? Absolutely. So my website is cambospiritpath.com and that's cambo, K-A-M-B-O, and then spiritpath.com. And then I'm on all of the social media outlets, Instagram at Kembo Spirit Path, and then also on Facebook at Kembo Spirit Path. And all of my contact information is on my website, as well as some really um, incredible research and articles and information about Kembo for anyone that's feeling called to learn a little bit more about it. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I want to say thank you very much to Rebecca Naylor for taking the time to share her knowledge and gifts with us. If you want to learn more about Rebecca and her offerings, please visit cambospiritpath.com. That's spelled K-A-M-B-O spiritpath.com. I'd also like to thank Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast interesting and Casey Henson for providing the music. If you'd like to learn more about us or find past episodes, please visit beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. This will help other people find us. Take care. <laughs>